Good morning, BHA! Yeah. Um, and then the champs in 1993 for a second convention were a group called Bad Habits. Uh, we, are lucky, we are fortunate enough to have the tenor of Bad Habits with us today, Mr. Ian Mulholland. Seat, mate, in this uh, very formal uh, okay. discussion area, um, can you tell us about your, that, your first convention and sort of the state of barbershop in Australia at the time and the state of, of AMS at the time? Okay, so um, AMS was formed officially in 1985, um, and they they it, it formed by from four guys who had been singing sort of kind of glee club sort of stuff in Perth, and they heard about this Spepsquat and they wondered what it was. They went over to the 1984 International Convention in, I think it was in St. Louis, and they came back and they decided they were going to form a barbershop organisation in Australia. And so in 1987, they put out a call uh, for barbershop quartets around Australia to submit a video so that they could, uh, the video could, uh, uh, and, and the winner, So uh, another one was in, done in 1989, there was another uh, quartet that won it, and John Gans, the uh, uh, baritone of Benchmark. Benchmark, was in that quartet with some other guys. Um, 91 was the first convention which was held at the Gold Coast uh, because the blenders had started and they sort of said, well, it's time you came to us. So all the Perth guys went over to the Gold Coast <coughs> in 1991. So by 1993, um, I wasn't singing in, in, in the Archipelago Fellows anymore, um, but I had formed this quartet, we formed this quartet, Bad Habits. We knew nothing really about barbershop, you know, and so we had this contest. Um, we, we brought out some judges from the States. Um, Tom Gentry was one of them. I'm trying to remember the others. Anyway, um, anyway, so we, 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 uh, we had the con contest and we won the contest with a score of 63. That <laughs> <laughs> second, place, second place was Dan's Quartet from Canberra called Fort of the Bar, and they had a score of 60. at all now from our regional contests is around about the 60, 61, 62. Yeah. So yeah. all of our quartets yeah. are now that standard or better. That's right. Yeah, so, so that was, and of course, we had never competed in a, in a competition before, yeah. so you know, we were absolutely over the moon to actually win. Yeah. Had no cool. idea you know, where we stood. Um, cool. And so the, the um, uh, I know that Brisbane River City Clippers formed in about 91. Uh, yep. Were they at that convention? They were at that, right. that convention. Yep. yep. They, so, yeah. were, they were led by a guy called Bill Crock, mm -hmm. who um, I think he was an opera singer. And the River City Clippers, they sang amazing sound, but they had no idea about barbershop. They just, you know, they sang like opera singers. A bit like was, that quartet in, in Tremonesha, the opera. Didn't have, didn't kind of have the subtleties of the art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. sang in tune. Yeah. Um, and of course, the inaugural chorus winners were Men in Harmony from Perth. 
the inaugural chorus winners in 91, yeah. uh, and then in 93, the Blenders, the Banana Start, Started their dominance. Started yeah. their, their dynasty. So the yeah. Blenders won every national contest from 1993 through to 2007. Uh, and then, in, yeah. yeah, so they were just a real, a real force. Um, just on that point, tell us about um, the 2001 convention, because that was very dramatic in the chorus contest with yes, the, in Melbourne, in Melbourne with, yeah. uh, with the Blenders ending up winning, but um, my understanding is that uh, the Sydney Harmony had just formed in yeah. recent years, and they were expected to win, but I think they stuffed their choreo up a bit and didn't quite win, and the Clippers were also there, out of however many hundreds of points, yeah. there were three, three. points between one between first and two, and two between the two, two and three or something. Yeah. So it was a flip of a coin. So tell us about that. Yeah, so um, in fact, Sydney Harmony had formed by the amalgamation of two choruses in, in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and so they basically turned up with about 80 guys. In those days, the Blenders had about 80 as well, led by Bernie Curitan. Um, Sydney Harmony was led by Ben, uh, <laughs> Jim Cat, Ben's father. Um, and the Brisbane uh, River City Clippers had John Newell, Dan Beckett, guys from Southern Cross. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 uh, the competition was amazing, as, as, uh, as you say. Um, I think it was like, yeah, I think it was two points between first and second and one point to third yeah. out of 400 or whatever. 850 or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was, it was just amazing that, uh, that that could be so close. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember um, the, the chemistry in the audience? Were people saying, oh my God, I can't pick them? Or was there surprises at the closeness? Or I don't know that we were, you know, that sophisticated in those right. days okay. about knowing about scoring levels yep. and things. Um, I'm just trying to think. Brian Beck was one of the judges. Jim Kalki was one. Um, I think, you know, everyone, every chorus had a, a slightly different thing. And, and I think what won it for the Blenders was actually their presentation package. They sort of did a marching band. I can't remember. They might have done 76 trombones or something. They've kind of always yeah. had, all through their dominant yeah. decade or more, yeah. They had a real uh, reputation for massive audience impact and yep. a, you know a massive visual component to their overall performance. Yeah. Whereas the River City Clippers, Brisbane, w was a much more lyrical performance. It was more sort of in the style of what we just saw from the Festival of Statesmen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sort of excellent singing, but yeah. not so much choreography. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, choreography was big in those days. It wasn't just a little bit of movement. It was you know I mean it was guys doing cartwheels and. And you know, marching with you know all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And interestingly, uh, you know, um, uh, if you come along to my history course next year, you'll see more of the modern stuff where the quartets as well, international champion quartets, not so much now, but sort of in the in the in the eighties and nineties, um, had quite a bit of the better the choreo, the sort of a this thing like this, and yeah. the one, two, three, four, and the you know head turning. And that that was quite big, which is sort of evolved out of the society for, for, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was just interesting about the closeness of the contest. So take us back to, to um, yeah, the, the evolution of, of barbershop in Australia mm. in, in through the 90s. Well, you know, I mean, let, let's go to the late 80s. Um, so Men in Harmony was the first chorus that was formed in 85. And in 87, they decided to form a youth chorus because uh, I think the people in America had said, well, you know, you should encourage youth. So they. So they started this youth chorus in Perth, and so I became part of that, um, called the Acapella Fellas. Um, we, our music director left about, uh, about three years later, and the group kind of still exists. It went, it became a mixed chorus, and there was no place for it in, 
in those days in barbershop anymore, so they've sort of gone off in their own direction. They still sing some of the old songs like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, Men in Harmony, uh, then there was the Blenders, about 89, Brisbane, you know, there was a chorus in Bathurst, Bathurst was very strong in those days. There's still still is in Sweet Adelaide, Sweet Bathurst, Adelaide Panamara, course, very, but the men's chorus um, yeah, sort of fell away. Yeah. Um, early 90s, yeah, so, um, you know, I think that 93 contest, there might have been about eight to ten choruses, you know, um, not that many. I'm not sure if there was a chorus from Hobart at quite no, no, at that stage. There was Canberra. Um, there was no Adelaide, no Adelaide chorus. Did the Sunshine Space come out? Was there a South Australian Four? Okay, that was a quartet. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Sunshine State were, were around, um, and the first Harmony College was 1994. And that was held on the Sunshine Coast. And was that how much of a sort of suggestion uh, from from the, the now BHS was that? Yeah. Oh, look, a lot of a lot of a lot of what we did was being sort of you know copied guided, from yeah. BHS and guided. You yeah. Know, so so you know, we had the the judges. Uh, no, actually, we brought people out because it was a between convention, uh, Harmony College, Jimmy Busman. Uh, oh, actually, we brought out the um, that that quartet. Um, Mill Knight, who was the director of education for BHS, um, was there. Uh, a guy called Reed Stewart, um, and some local guys. So we had we had Link, Link Abbott. I think Derek was part of the the um, faculty. Yeah. yeah. And and did you get the judging program started here in Australia? Yeah. So um, about '99, <coughs> I started to think, you know, we're bringing out these American judges, and we get them for like. You know, a few days and then they go away and we kind of lose that expertise. We need to develop the expertise here in Australia. If we're going to improve, we need to, we need to be more knowledgeable about what we're doing. Um, so I started talking to, the first guy I talked to was a guy called Steve Jamison, who was, I think last year was the head of judges. Mm. Um, and um, he was quite supportive. And so we, we started to organise shadow judging. So we were just... We would just sit in the row, the front row of seats behind the judges. Um, we would write scores down without really knowing what we were, you know, we were sort of just, okay, was that better or worse? And then we'd go and talk about it, and we'd just talk about what was better or worse. And so um, that happened for a couple of years. We started then um, the convention in 97 uh, in Sydney was an interesting one. We had 42 quartets in that convention and 12 of them scored less than 50. Ooh, ouch. And probably six were less than 45. Oh my gosh. And so it was, it was pretty tough sitting through, through that. And so I, I made a submission to the, uh, to, the, to the AMS Council that we should have qualification you know, for the national contest. And they said, well, how are we going to do that? We, have, we don't have any judges. We can't afford to bring it. Judges out yeah, of the That's how we started to develop the judging program. Um, we held the first judges school in 2004 in New Zealand. Um, we had a pan pack there, and so, and that's why it became the Australian and New Zealand. So it took Guild of judges. quite a while to organise, did it? So you, yeah. You're saying '97, you started thinking about it, and 2004, you held it. So it took yeah. quite a bit of logistics. Yeah. So in between, we did have qualifying for the. 2001 
um, and 2003 conventions, and it was pretty much ad hoc. It was like, okay, so you know, Jim Cat, you're a director of the Good Chorus, you know about barbershop, you can be a judge. Bernie Curitan was a judge. He'd had some background in judging, I think. Fiona Johnson from um, Queensland. At least it was a better start than they did in America, where they just got the mayor of the city or some <laughs> <That's right>. local <laughs> celebrity. They all sound about the same to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, <laughs> we, we kind of knew what, you know, yeah. but we, di we didn't have any sort of scoring criteria. Things. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, you know, we just sort of said, well, you know, that's, a bit that's better. better, so that's, yeah. that's a higher score. Um, so we formalised it in 2004 and then we had our first judging school and that started the judging program. How much of an influence on your barbershop journey um, was your first trip to international, which was 95? Uh, my first trip to international was actually 94. Okay. Um, I went to international, that was in Pittsburgh, um, with Bruce Oakley because um, the the immediately following the international there was going to be a director's college at, in Kenosha, which was the old headquarters. And so that was an opportunity too good to miss. So went to International 94, basically observed, did the Director's College. Um, 95 was the first international that I <coughs> competed in um, with Bad Habits. Yeah. That was in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, one would assume that you were pretty wide-eyed and, you know, oh, yeah. a lot, yeah. you know, a lot. And, and yeah. did, that, did that help you, you know, with context and what was better or worse and just, were you a bit overwhelmed with all the information? Oh, completely, or? completely yeah. overwhelmed. I yeah. mean, you know, we... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, it's funny when you think about it now. <laughs> you know, we were rehearsing, so we said, well, we've got to have six songs, right? Quarter-final, semi-final, final. You've got to have six songs. So we, we had worked up six songs and... Mel Knight, who was you know, one of the big educators at the time, had come out prior and he was doing a coaching tour around Australia and so he coached a quartet. And so we said, Mel, which two songs should we sing in each <laughs> round? And you know, he was very good and he sort of said, sing your best ones first. And, and so of course we came 54th, I think, um, which, which wasn't quite last. We, we, we were ahead of the New Zealand quartet and the South African quartet. So we claimed the Southern Hemisphere International Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what he means. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in those days, um, the rule was, I mean, you know, like because AMS was being led by VHS a lot, you know, and it's easy to look back and, you know, hindsight's an exact science. You know, the AMS board said, well, if the international champions have to retire after winning, so do our champions have to retire after winning. So we had a number of, I think, quite good quartets, promising, yeah. promising quartets yeah. in the 90s who could have gone Re on. Really not understanding Who the were forced to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for, for, for my quartet, Bad Habits, you know, that was, okay, well, we can't compete in barbershop anymore. We went off and There's nothing else for us here. Yeah. started to sing some other genres. Yeah. We, we actually liked some barbershop stuff and we, we still kept doing that, but we weren't allowed to compete anymore. So by the time you won, there was, a sounds like a pretty, quite a strong-ish culture of choruses and, and a bit of a vibe in Australia. Yep. The, the Australian society had been around for six, eight years. Yep. Um, was there a culture of the champs touring, doing shows on people's, on choruses shows? Yeah, so we, uh, Bad Habits, got, uh, we, we did a tour to Sydney and Bathurst, I think, yeah, nice. and uh, performed for the Penrith chapter and the Bathurst chapter. Um, and then, you know, after that, we had other champions go around Southern Cross, did some touring, I think, and of course then we started bringing out international quartets as well, you know, um, a 
So you, okay, so you brought out international judges mm. for, for, from '93 onwards, '91 yep. onwards, '91 onwards, one yes, onwards. Yes. But then the international yep. quartet champ visitor that 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 was locked in a bit later. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think. Um, I think it was '97 was the first time we brought out an international, and they weren't international champs. We had nightlife at Wyoming. We had Fred right before they won. '97. We right. had nightlife in 2001. Yeah. Um, 99 was in Brisbane. Who did we have? I can't remember. Um, but so you know, did you have Michigan Jake at some stage? Yeah, they did a tour, but not a convention. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and of course, that was great too because then we we're starting to not only see these great performances, but actually meet them and be able to talk to them and be able to be coached by them and you know. Because all we knew of them was was the CDs. Yeah, I mean, the they're, you know, they're up here. Yeah. We're sort of, you know, so mm. yeah, so that was great. Cassettes, that's right, they're on the cassettes. <laughs> on cassettes, um, that's right. <laughs> time, time is all too valuable. Yep. Any yep. quick questions from the floor before we go on? Do you still, yes. oh, sorry. Do you still have the rule that um, champions uh, have to retire? In they only have to retire what, for one year. Just, just a one year stand Step out of the cycle. Yep. Yep. For one year, and the same with the choruses. And we, we, we actually brought the quartet one in a few years ago when we were still going biannual, so effectively... Sort of academic. It was a bit academic, but... Since we've had annual conventions, we do have the one year stand down, which, you know, I think that's that's quite good. Uh, no bad habits score Sorry? No bad habits score. 61.5. Solid. And we, Solid. we, for one song, we had in, in music, I think we had a 70 and a 42. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh my god. I also had the song. Exactly. Um, we, need, we really do need to move on. Now, Ian, you've spent a number of years um, as both um, AMS president yep. uh, and uh, AMS music VP. Yep. What, what are your reflections on those over the past decade or two? Um, well, well, yeah, I mean... Briefly. Briefly, yeah. I mean, the, the, growth, the growth of the barbershop... Um, you know, I, I, I guess our, our membership growth is kind of parallel, you know, BHS a little yep. bit. We've kind of stagnated. Yep. Um, but our ability and our expertise has, has grown enormously, you know, so, you know, that's, that's really, really good. Um, Certainly the, the quartet scores have continued to rise-ish. I remember in yeah. 2009 in Hobart, um, uh, six foot four, they were in the final and they scored a 62 in the final. So we've sort of, for the past number of conventions, finalists have been around that 70-ish. Um, uh, we've we had the, the, the champs have plateaued around that high-ish oh, 78, 79, 80 over the past yep. decade or more, yep. Yep. which is interesting. Yep. Um, but we keep pushing new ground pretty much with the chorus scores. Obviously, a massive new one this year. Yeah, you know, um, just trying to think. I think you know the top chorus score in '93 was about 68, yeah. something like that. So choruses always would score just a little bit better than quartets because yeah. you know there's more of a blended sound. Um, but you know, and the introduction of youth, I think, has been really important. You know, um, the growth of clubs like, well, Local Evolution, Festival Statesman, you know, Blenders um, Youth, Blenders Youth. Yeah. You know, that's that's been great. Um, and and you know, I think it's it's spread. You know, we've now got what three choruses in Adelaide. Um, we've got four choruses in Perth. Um, they don't all compete, but you know, um, you know it's it's spreading. Um, mm -hmm. And it was an observation that I made um, in Jen's class just earlier yeah. that initially we had some very big choruses. So, you know, the blenders sort of got to 100 yeah, wow. on stage. 
you know, Sydney Harmony was 80, men in Harmony when I was director got up to 80. Wow. Um, but you know, very large clubs require a lot of management. Um, and possibly we, you know, collectively we didn't have the management skills to keep groups like that together. Well, you know, it was some of the big choruses in the States, you know, I mean, you can imagine the management of the ambassadors of mm -hmm. 160 or 200 members, mm -hmm. you know, vocal majority. It's, you know, some of those courses actually have full-time administrators who basically yeah. administrate yeah, yeah. It, it, it reflects the start of what was to become BHS, where just this ragtag of singers got together. They wanted to sing. Oh, you know, let's, let's not get bogged down in all this administration. Well, we see what happens when you don't do your due diligence is you lose members because you're not actually in control of what you're doing. It's all just sort of floating like a cork in the ocean. Um, now, uh, you, um, music education was a big focus of yours as, as AMS Music VP, and you yeah. did a lot of sort of extension work. Yeah, so we, you know, um, I mean, we had Harmony Colleges, but we also introduced sort of, um, you know, educator tours. Um, and certainly when I was Music VP, you know, my argument was let's spend the money on educators, and we would sort of have an educator come out for, say, a two or three week period every six months. Um, and it would be someone of slightly different skill set. Um, might be a presentation person one time and a singing person, whatever it was. And, and uh, you know, we, we started to get that. And that's starting to, to happen again with Jordan Travis just recently. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, what's your experience of um, observations of choruses, of a, being a combination of a, of a, a national approach to bringing educators out, as well as a lot of choruses going on their own? Yeah, well, of course, you know, the, We've become more sophisticated there, so more choruses and even quartets are now engaging directly with international coaches, which you know, which is great. Um, I think you know, for for a chorus, it makes sense if you're going to bring an international coach, at least talk to a couple of other choruses who you think might also have an interest in that coach, because you can split the cost and and uh, it can be much you know, it can be much more effective. I think the other thing about coaching, which is really important, is it's not necessarily the the coach, I mean, it, it is the coach, but it's the, it's the frequency of coaching. So there's no point having an international coach come out for one hit, because you, you just don't get the same benefit as if you get, let's say you get three hits from that same coach over three weeks. So instead of just having them for one weekend, have them one day a week and share them with someone else for the other days of the week, even if it costs you a little bit more, the effectiveness of the coach is going to be a lot more. There's also a, a strong focus on training the trainers, isn't it? Which Absolutely. is the, that's the sort of the, the judges' BHS yep. train up the locals, yeah. Yep, which has been right. really effective. And now we've got the national education faculty as well, which, yeah. you know, yeah. which is another extension. Yeah. yeah, awesome. We've only got a few minutes left before morning tea. Any other questions from, from the floor? And what do you think? Yes, yes, Don, you were thinking that's why you want to talk. Yeah. How did you actually get the launch a youth chorus, a youth group? How did you go about it? Where, well, did you, where did you put the word out to? So, well, so the Archipel Fellows, which is what I was part of, that was an ad in the paper in those days. That was in 1987. So, you know, you read the paper, uh, you, you read it for um, audition notices for musicals and things. And in fact, I was looking for an audition notice for a musical I wanted to be involved in. And I saw this ad for this barbershop chorus instead. Yeah. And I went, OK, I can do that. And, and I went along. Um, so in the old days, it was it was <laughs> newspaper ads. Now it's Facebook and things like that. Yes, I know. Yeah, but but it was basically it was sponsored by another course. So Men in Harmony basically provided the sort of structure, you know, and 
they had six or eight guys who would come to rehearsals and help us learn songs and you know, but eventually we grew beyond that and they went back to Men in Harmony and you know, we sort of existed on our own. Quite frequently the case with a lot of used choruses, isn't it, with the, the, the adult or senior or open chorus yep. providing the administrative and financial, yep. you know, and sort of providing music yep. and the young kids just come in and, and you know, and are moulded in, you know. And they, they can have that experience with singing, yeah. you know, and, and that, I'm, I'm sure that process, in fact, I know it is, it's going on with Bayden Street now because, oh, you know, they, well, they launched with a couple of guys from VE um, who wanted to do the music. Now they've got to the point where they have to actually start thinking about management and the structure. We'll wrap up in a couple of minutes. So, Ian, um, uh, any sort of final thoughts from you, maybe as a, as a combination of a, of a reflection and a look forward about the status, as you see it, of the organisation and some of the maybe the risks and the opportunities going ahead? Well, you know, the opportunities are, you know, are great. Um, but the important thing is that we keep building our skill set and we keep keep engaging with international uh, people. Um, I see a little bit with the British organisation, they've become a little bit insular. They sort of developed their own judging program and so they they do their own British barbershop and they don't engage with the with VHSs as well as they could. Whereas you know I think we do engage with VHS in Sweden, you know, New Zealand, you know, we They've got so much to offer. They've got so much resources that, that we just can't forget ourselves. So I think that's a huge opportunity for you know, for us to go forward. The risk is that we we don't take that opportunity. Keep sort of learning. Yeah. For those who aren't aware, on the BHS website, there's an absolute library of, of information and resources. Um, just go in there and, and have a bit of a look around. There's going to be a whole lot that will be useful to you. So it's a, it's a great resource. Almost all of it is just freely available to the public. So just go and search and use whatever you want. So, all right, uh, well, um, uh, life member, um, music judge, uh, multiple quartet champ, former AMS president, former president and music VP of the National Champion Chorus and other things. Um, Ian Mulholland, thank you for your time. Thank you.